It's the Morning Blitz. Hey guys, you ready to let the dogs out? Weekday mornings from 7 to 8 Mountain, 8 to 9 Central on 1025U Rock and the Rocking M app. Continuing on a Wednesday program, glad you're with us on the Morning Blitz. What a night it was last night in college basketball, a tough night for Kansas State, suffering their worst loss of the season. By that, I mean just margin of victory, really. And then, uh, you know, KU with a big dominant win over Oklahoma State. Our good friend Riley Gates, I know, follows college basketball this time of year. Good morning, sir. How's it been? Happy New Year to you. I haven't talked to you since the new year began. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. Uh, and I don't really think you needed to preface that by saying it was K-State's worst margin of defeat by, you know, just by score. I, I, I don't think it mattered if they, they lost by by eight or they lost by 88. Uh, that was the worst game I've watched this season. <laughs> well, I have to preface, I was doing my own basketball game, so I didn't get to see it. So I didn't want to just sit there and say, you know, the score looked bad, but, you know, maybe they had some bright spots, but, you know. Since I didn't see it I in person, I didn't know. The other side of the, on the other side of the coin, I will say I didn't watch it all the way through because it was so bad. <laughs> I ended up watching something else instead. So. <laughs> I mean, when you when you think about it, I mean, last night from the Kansas State perspective, Tyler Perry had one of his better games in comparison to ones where he, you know, at least he got into the twenty point mark. But uh, not having anybody else scoring double figures in a college basketball game that's a that's a pretty hard feat to accomplish. Well, yeah, I mean, it, this this is just, I mean, the most obvious thing in the world that any human being could say, but, like, not hitting a field goal for eight minutes is, like, it almost becomes not even worth playing the rest of the game. I mean, they're lucky they weren't down 30 at that point because Oklahoma also, you know, they couldn't hit from the free throw line. They were only getting a couple shots to go, but it's not even just about, oh, man, they had good looks. They just weren't falling down. Everybody was off it. That whole offense just look. Look, I've been an, I've been very critical of Casey's offense this year. Um, I thought Tyler Perry kind of soaks up the ball way too much, slows the offense down, and then tries to create something late. Like um, I, I, I thought that they they really just don't run anything. I've been needless to say, I've been critical of this offense all year. And last night, it just looked like they all just stopped trying to run anything, and they were just. It was just like pickup ball with five guys that you picked up on the street, and and nobody knew each other. Nobody knew how to run off of each other and and really work as you know together as a team. I mean it, it it just was not fun to watch. Every time they came down the floor, it was like, oh boy, what are they going to do this time? Because it's one of those adventures that's just not fun. Riley Gates, our guest from On Three Sports. Overall, what are your thoughts on this Kansas State basketball team? They had some really good wins early, but they've lost three in a row as they get into the meat of the Big Twelve. I, I've, I've been I've been on the bo- I've been on the bandwagon of I just don't think they're an NCAA like, tournament team this year. What are your thoughts on it? Well, I was there, you know, in in December when they're battling North Alabama to overtime. They took Villanova, who I didn't think was very good, to overtime, and then they got waxed by Nebraska at, at home. Which I mean, granted, that's it was more of a second half letdown than anything, but it goes back to the offense. So I was there with you. And then they open up conference play so hot. I mean, I didn't really care about the tech loss. Um, I can make an argument that they should have won that game. They looked so good. They rallied to beat Baylor. They're looking hot. And then 
I was talking with my friends uh, heading up to that Iowa State game. Um, you know, we're, we're looking at the next five, six games ahead. We're like, hey, you know, if they go three and two or two and three, that's really all you can ask for. Um, and, and I thought that was a fair expectation, and now we're sitting here at 0-3. And yet. I don't really care that they lost to Iowa State. I thought they looked kind of bad, but I expected them to lose that game. I don't care that they lost to Houston. I expected them to get throttled in that game. What I didn't what, – what really sets off alarm bells is, is honestly last night. And I'm trying not to overreact way too much to one game um, in a bottle. But, I mean, Ross, they could be like 20 at home to a very beatable opponent when you needed to snap a two-game skid. Like, that's not a game you can lose and afford to make it to the NCAA tournament. I mean, by losing that game now, you have now forfeited the right to to lose some other games. I mean, you can't lose at home again. You have to go on the road and steal some games. Like, I'm looking at KU next Monday as this might be a must-win at this point because you're forfeiting a lot of really good chances to bolster that resume, and you're only hurting it with losses like Oklahoma. I, I don't think Oklahoma's a bad team. I think Oklahoma's going to the NCAA tournament, but they they cannot lose that game, and they cannot lose that game by 20. They look bad. They look disoriented, and – I, I just don't think that right now they're going to have the strongest resume to get into the field unless they start rattling off some really big wins. Yeah, it was not good last night. Not good, and they are. They're, they're behind the eight ball when it comes to making the tournament. They're going to have to get on a little bit of a heater. Um, you look at the Big 12 overall, what are your thoughts uh, this year, especially with the additions of like BYU and Houston and stuff? What are your thoughts on the Big 12 and, and what it's, how it's playing out through the first you know eight to nine games? I keep flip-flopping between... It's an elite conference with a lot of elite teams, and it's an incredibly difficult conference with a lot of fine teams. I think Houston is a national championship contender. I think Texas Tech is really sneaky good. And then I think Iowa State is a juggernaut at home. After that, I honestly think anyone's beatable. Look, I, I don't know what the KU listening demographic is right now, and they might not like me for saying this, I don't think KU is a very good team this year. I think they're a good team. I don't think they're a great team. I think it's a team that if they make the Sweet 16, I would knock it up as that's a solid season for this team. They, they have some contributors. Hunter Dickinson's a nice player, but they don't have a bench. They have zero bench on that team. So, it, like, it wouldn't shock me if K-State goes off and beats KU because I don't think KU is a great team. I'm not sold on TC. I don't really know what's going on there. Um, they're just kind of a confusing team to me. And like I said, I think Oklahoma is fine. I don't think they're they're elite. So I think you have like three teams at the top of the conference, Houston, Iowa State, and Texas Tech, that are really, really hard to beat. Um, but after that, like, I I mean, Houston's the only team in this conference that can win a national championship this year, if you want my honest. And I know that's a really high bar. I know saying win a national championship is, is a ridiculously high bar, but – Look at what the Big 12's done in the last four years. I mean, they made, what, three in, three national championships in the last four or five years. So, like, I think that this is a con- it's still the best conference in college basketball. Don't get me wrong. Um, anybody that says the ACC is up there is wrong. Anybody that says the Big 10 is better is wrong. It's the best conference in college basketball. It's just I expected it to – maybe I set the bar too high. I expected it to be, like – literally four or five teams that I could see making a deep run in March, and now I'm looking at two, maybe three. Riley Gates, our guest. With that being said, do you think they deserve 
I've seen anywhere around 10 bids to the tournament. Do you think that's correct? Or is that high? Um, I think, I mean, obviously it depends how it plays out right now, but I was actually running that down yesterday or two days ago, uh, talking with some guys at work just about the Big 12, and I was looking at eight or nine, hypothetically, but that was also before K-State got stumped at home by Oklahoma. You know, I had K-State penciled in as one of those teams. So definitively right now, I think that there's six teams in, maybe seven. Um, I, I think K-State's a questionable bid right now. I think Cincinnati's a questionable bid right now. BYU, Baylor, Oklahoma, TCU, KU, Tech, Iowa State, and Houston. Sorry, I'm just running off so I can count. Um, so I got eight. I've got eight teams that I feel confident right now that I say will be in the NCAA tournament field with two questionable. And then I think, or maybe three questionable. And Texas can still get their way in, although they're kind of spiraling out of control. So 10 is going to be a reach. I think 10, it's not impossible to get 10, but it, it would take the right formula of, okay, K-State beat X, Y, and Z, and then Texas got hot against these three teams. So um, it's all about resume building. I think 10 won't be the number, but I think it'll be in the neighborhood of seven or eight. Very interesting. We'll see. I don't know. I just, I've heard people say, well, the 10 teams in the Big 12, I just think, God, that's a lot of teams. And I don't know if they're all deserving of that, but we'll see. We still got plenty of season left to go. I want to change gears here before I let you go. I want to get to college football since we haven't talked to you since the football season is over. And I wanted to get your opinion on some of the big time coaching hires. Kalen DeBoer going from Washington to Alabama, Michigan staying in house with Sharon Moore, some of the power programs. I know you cover college football really well. Your thoughts on some of the hires that were made? Uh, here this off season to some of the big blue bloods of college football. Yeah, my life hasn't stopped spinning because everybody decides to keep leaving their job, and then the transfer portal open and window opens up again for another thirty days. So I'd really appreciate if you could stop moving jobs. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's been it's been wild. Um, I thought I think Kalen DeBoer is a really good hire for Alabama. Um, look, they were never going to make a bad hire. Um, it was always going to be one of those bigger names. I thought it was interesting that I think, I mean, I think Dan Lanning turned him down. I think Sark turned him down. And I think I, what I really want to know about Alabama is did they offer Lane Kiffin? And I, I mean, that's a question I'll probably never get the answer to, but I always thought that Lane Kiffin was going to be the successor. I thought Nick Saban really liked him. I thought he had matured. And I thought it was always going to be Lane. So, so not getting that job made made me curious. But uh, I think Kalen Vore is a great hire. Um, I think he's going to do a great job there. Although my only question is, is he going to get time to do a great job there? And like it or not, if he wins 10 games next year, people are going to be questioning him. You know, that's the Alabama standard. He can't lose two to three games a year. He has to. I mean, I'll, I'll just come out and say it like bluntly. If he doesn't have a national championship within the first five years, he's probably going to be unemployed. And that's crazy to say, but, like, that's what Alabama football is. And that's what it's going to be for whoever follows Nick Saban. So it's going to be fascinating to see what happens there. Um, at Michigan, I thought it was a, I thought that's what they had to do um, just, just because, A, Sherman Moore did such a great job while Jim Harbaugh was out with suspension this year, and, B, I don't think anybody was really taking that job or jumping to take that job given the, the possible NCAA violations coming down. down. Um, and I don't know when that's going to happen. I don't know if that's going to happen, but it's a lot of questionable 
uh, uh, spot to be in right now. So it was always going to be Strom Moore. I think it's a good hire. I don't think it really necessarily knocks you out of the ballpark, but like, I don't think Ohio State's necessarily, you know, miles ahead of you right now with Ryan Day and what they have. So we'll see how he does. We'll, we'll give him time. Um, but yeah, I, I can't really point to anybody else and be like, oh, they should have hired him instead because I, I just don't think anyone has taken that job. He is Riley Gates of On3 Sports. Riley, it's always great to catch up, my friend. We'll do it again soon. Thank you for the time. Awesome. Anytime. Once again, great stuff there from Riley Gates. I love this quote, Christian, from uh, I was listening to another podcast, and they go, Sharon uh, Moore was the right hire, and they had to hire him because he knows where all the bodies are buried, and he can, go, he can do a good job of keeping that covered up. <laughs> Riley's exactly right. There's no one else that's going to step in and maybe take a bullet for allegedly Jim Harbaugh. Uh, yeah, you. it wasn't exactly, I think, on the top of a lot of people's lists, particularly with the portal right now. Granted, Michigan brings back basically its whole defense. They're going to be a force probably next year, depending on what happens under center for them. But, yeah, we all know there's a huge question mark, and when will that other foot fall, so to speak, for the NCAA? Will it turn into postseason ban, bowl, suspension, something that affects the team and not just the coaches that were particularly involved or not involved? And, hey, that, I think, is worth staying away from that job. And Sharon Moore, I think Riley's exactly right, was probably the only real guy for this job. Congratulations to Sharon Moore. Derby High School grad uh, was put into the Derby High School Hall of Fame, I believe, last night. So at the oh. basketball game. So he was in Kansas was uh, was Sharon Moore last night there. Does, does that get Derby. vacated? Does that get vacated? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Let's get to our final break. Can we come back and wrap up the show with some fourth, some more final thoughts on KU, K-State, Colorado State, and get to the walk-off. It's next in the Morning Blitz.